0: Policing, on the inside, we have to speak of our profession uh, in the, for the, in, the noble intentions that it has. Honor, integrity, courage, uh, and all of the good things that are associated with, with serving the people, being a public servant, right. because we, 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 take, we have taken out the public servant in this job. When you, know, when you heard them say, in the past, you're going to join the military, people would say, I'm going to join the, join the service. Well, that's what this is. It's a public service, domestically serving.
1: Brothers and sisters! Brothers and sisters. I don't know what this world is coming to! You're listening to the Black and Blue Podcast, a discussion in celebration of the roles of African-Americans and other minorities in U.S. law enforcement. Your host on the Black & Blue podcast is Dale Peters, a law enforcement professional with over 20 years' experience in the business. Hop on board this Black & Blue train of interviews, current events, and pop culture conversations. So get ready. The Black & Blue podcast is coming at you right now. Hey Black and Blue Fam, how you doing? This is Dale here from the Black and Blue Podcast where we celebrate diversity in US law enforcement. Thank you for joining the show here today. I appreciate each and every last one of you. Hey, if you like this kind of content, make sure that you hit the the like and subscribe button right down here on my YouTube channel. And if you listen to me on your favorite podcast platform, make sure you, you rate the Black and Blue Podcast five stars. And uh, hey, make sure you check me out on any one of my social media pages for even more content. You can find me everywhere at Black and Blue US. So as you can tell today, I'm not in my usual setup. I'm out in the field and uh, I got a real good one for you here today. I am live, coming to you live from the Prince George's County headquarters out here in Maryland. And I got a real special guest for you. So everybody without further ado, let me bring on Chief Aziz uh, i'm sorry chief malik aziz let's give it up <laughs> i got through that all right i, I you good uh, I, i'm trying i'm trying how you doing chief good i'm doing well fantastic all right all right you know, no complaints. complaints. yeah no, thank you for you know. coming on the show i appreciate you for having me. yeah you got a beautiful building here i hear it's uh it's uh remodeled or, or what's going on yeah there? they did a total renovation remodeling
0: uh you know about you know 18 months 24 months ago uh, so they put us in this beautiful building. I think it uh, speaks well to the caliber of men and women uh, who serve the citizens of Prince George's County really well. You need a place that represents your, your brand. Yes. Best. Yeah, I,
1: I love mm-hmm. it. Uh, psh, uh, can I stay here? <laughs> are you <laughs> hired? <No>? We are. <laughs> okay. Jeff. <PGP>, uh, police. <laughs> okay. Okay. But for, for you, for you users out there, you, you viewers out there. Um, you know, I'm, get, I'm getting towards the end of my career, but you know, if if things are different, I would definitely come out here. I appreciate. I appreciate. You that. can always you. join
0: us. You get. This inkling in in you is
1: is burning <laughs> you deep down in your soul. For real, We're ready for real. For you come all right, on. All right, I'm I'm, I'm thinking about it, chief. Give us a little time, uh, sir, citizens. I'm thinking about it, chief. <laughs> so Prince George's County, um, tell tell everybody a little bit about Prince George's County. Uh, a, a beautiful county,
0: uh, right next door to D.C., considered D.C. Metro, even though it's uh, Maryland, uh, and it's about a million people here, uh, with a uh, very uh, uh, High population and demographics of uh, blacks uh, and a mixture of uh, Latinos and whites—a very diverse county, a very progressive county. Uh, the, uh, of course, the economic uh, base and situation that comes with DC Metro—it's uh, a very progressive place uh, and. The police department uh, at its height is about 1,800 uh, officers uh, uh, when fully loaded with another 300 uh, civilians. Uh, And so Prince George's County is like the uh, place inside of of Maryland right next door, what you call a DMV. Everybody Mm -hmm. always says the DMV. Uh, In this particular case, the the M is for Maryland where Prince George's County is located. Uh, And in this D.C. Maryland, Virginia area. Uh, right. It makes it so uh, dynamic that you can cross over into a different state of jurisdiction uh, readily easy. Sometime, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in a matter of seconds, you're you're in, you're in three different states. Uh, so it's, uh, it's very unique, I can say, from anything. Yeah, that I've ever I, seen.
1: absolutely, we noticed that just coming mm-hmm. in off the plane and, you know, one minute we were at, at the airport in, in D.C. and the next mm-hmm. minute, you know, you could be in Virginia and the next minute you can be in yeah. Maryland. So, yeah, we, you know, we enjoyed it. It's it, it it might really confuse pretty you. out here, too.
0: It really is. I, I think one of the things that I noticed uh, when I got here, you can take things for granted if you see it every day, uh, but one thing that was very noticeable here are the trees. Uh, yes. I mean, it it's, uh, con- you know, was uh, listed at one point as the number one state for, you know, trees uh... you know in the nation and it's noticeable
1: everywhere you go it's just beautiful tall trees everywhere so a very beautiful place all right all right and i was talking to one of your staff earlier about you know the kind of the makeup or the the organization of county police can you kind of describe what that is because out in california uh... we don't have county police we just have county sheriffs but what's the kind of dynamic of a county police department a little bit i would operate just like and what
0: you know whatever sheriffs department you're familiar with, I take it that would be Los Angeles Sheriff's Office. Mm -hmm. Uh, Very similar to what they do, uh, except the police, we do that here. Uh, And we don't uh, control a jail aspect like the sheriffs would, Uh, but we uh, have a jurisdiction that spans across the municipals and townships uh, across Prince George's County, uh, which uh, are in higher number. I think it may fluctuate on any given year for who's a township or who's incorporated or or, mm. or whatnot, uh, but it can get up uh, 24, 27, uh, 30 different you know cities that we are traversing yeah. or townships that we are traversing to provide a police service to. Uh, so many people understand the sheriff's concept uh, and the Police concept here, county police concept here. It dominates the regions in uh, Maryland and Virginia, uh, and that's how it is constructed. Where okay. the police will provide the service, the police service to uh, municipalities right. and townships or uh, unincorporated parts. So just. Uh, those who don't have their own police force, yeah. uh, and we provide that service to them, so that same as const- same
1: as back in in Cali, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, now, it's, and, not and, a, uh, it's not a it's not a elected position, though, is
0: it? No, no, okay. it's not elected position. It's appointed by a county executive. The county, uh, this county, is uh, comprised of a county executive, uh, uh, a chief administrative officer. And the county executive is like uh, I would I would equate it to. Uh, a cross between a mayor and a city manager almost Mm -hmm. uh, with you know with power uh, you know uh, directing uh, guidance uh, and things of that nature who reports to a an 11 person council uh, and in the county itself, who operates the county is the chief administrative officer, and then a deputy chief administrative officer over public safety, which I fall under as a police chief. Okay. And in, inside, so it's com- it's very similar uh, to you know which names are different, but this is the construction out here on the uh, east eastern Atlantic seaboard yeah. you know it's, just, okay, yeah. it's like that but if that gives it any context for the viewers and uh, and listeners uh, that the county executive is very powerful and they would be similar to a mayor and a a, a really powerful city manager
1: gotcha got gotcha, you got gotcha. you so um, you know you kind of talked about you know how large your department is what, what, what brought you to uh, Prince George's County? You know, Prince George's County, I was always
0: familiar with Prince George's County. Uh, I heard over the years, probably twenty-two, twenty-three years ago, you know, people were saying, "Oh, it's Prince George's County," you know. Mm-hmm. And, I, and then, you know, I, I bumped into a few people, uh, and you know, over the years, you know, I would see the, this white shirt that I'm wearing. I was like, "Well, who who wears a white shirt in law right, enforcement?" Right. So I was always, you know, whenever I came here, they was like, "Hey, I, let me take you to uh, uh, Prince George's County." If even if I went next next door, uh, became more familiar when the uh, DC sniper. Uh, incidents oh, yeah. or, uh, were yeah. happening, uh, and, and Chief Moose was, was heading that up, and he was right next door in Montgomery County, which had a, a, a light, was, uh, you know, Prince George's County received a lot of light. Some of those things happened here in this whole region, but it's, it's people just say D.C., mm-hmm. so they don't say it's Prince George's County or Montgomery okay. County. So I was always familiar with it. Uh, and the opportunity not uh, to actually, you know, pursue uh, the Chief's job here. Uh, which which I did. So I was I was already familiar with its August history, its venerated history, uh, the uh, a seat of uh, economic black wealth in a predominantly black county. Uh, at, at you know it fluctuates, but even even then it it was you know number one uh, or number two over the years and and uh, uh, black wealth uh, the, uh, owning the most zip codes in the top fifteen for uh economic vibrancy really and so yes though so, so you know most people would say oh it's atlanta that's what i was uh, just about to say Yeah, uh, or it's you know some other place you know but usually i get that in this atlanta but it's right here uh in in this region from uh, the prince george's county uh you know, right next door in the Charles County, the the whole region. Mm -hmm. And so I knew about those things and uh, I wanted to be a part of it. And uh, I pursued the job and uh, our county executive, uh, who's an awesome leader, uh, Miss Angela also Brooks, uh, she selected me to serve, you know, as the police chief. So, most of the people that I knew uh, had moved on. Uh, they retired and uh, right. left the area, uh, but I was uh, very familiar with Prince George's County and, and what it brings to the national police scene. Um, this police department, uh, at, at one point, police departments are fluctuating with staffing, but at one point was the 24th largest police department in the nation. Uh, and that's uh, considering that. You know, it is said about 80% of departments have 80, uh, 12 people or less uh, than having uh, to be at n- number 24 out of about 19,000 police departments. Right. Uh, that'll tell you what a Vast and august police department Prince George's County is. It's up there with the major cities, you know, in the yes, United States.
1: Yes, 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 Now, are you originally from the area, or no? I'm from Dallas, Texas. Dallas. Okay. Yeah, the Big D Z. That's, that's five what, times. <laughs> the Big D Z. The Big D Z. Yeah. Five well, well I don't have good, good. I don't have any good champions. thoughts right now because I told you we got stuck in Dallas for about 15 hours <laughs> yesterday. So I don't have any good thoughts about I, Dallas. I told right you now. that's
0: a that's a great place to get stuck. You, you know, you you in, you're in high town. You know, with the. Uh, uh, with the barbecue and yes. Tex-Mex and, yeah. yep. uh, you know, and the heat, uh, you here. know, right. and, yeah. and so all of that is down in, in Dallas. But I stole it from your West Coast guy from Ice Cube. He calls it the bis- Big Easy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he says I'm in the big deal. Okay, so, so you
1: know a little bit about Cube, okay. Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit, just a little <laughs> bit. Alright, alright. So did you do your law enforcement career down there? Or? I did
0: almost 30 years with Dallas Police Department. Okay. Uh, a couple of years before that with the Dallas Sheriff's Office. Uh, and uh, that what brought me over three decades of experience uh, in operations in a police capacity or jail capacity. Uh, it brought me. I brought that experience here after three decades uh, to Prince George's County.
1: All right. So born and raised in Texas, Tech, Dallas, Texas. I, I don't. I don't hear that accent. You, you well, must have lost it since you've been here. Yeah, well, that, was, that
0: could be a whole reasoning behind <laughs> why you don't hear the accent. And, and accent is, but you know. Yeah, I, yeah. You know, I consider myself uh, is that's all Dallas, Texas, okay, right So here. cowboy or. Uh, Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys
1: yeah I mean what else could it be uh, it could be Niners I mean we, we, we oh, could um, talk about the Niners yeah. but yeah I don't really want
0: to talk about the <laughs> Niners you guys stole a <laughs> Super Bowl <laughs> from us that yeah, the, well, ke- well, the, well, catch, well. the catch the catch kind of traumatizes me still uh, yes. you know but but I had White some Clark. good friends who played for him who, went, who really? I went to school with okay uh, over the years uh, or grew up in my neighborhood uh, Michael Carter played nose guard uh, Chet Brooks went. We, uh, we played in, in Carter High School. Played. Uh, he was uh, ahead of me on Carter High School football team, but we played in the same right. the years. Um, and uh, Michael Crabtree.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. yeah.
0: So a few of those guys are. So Dallas So you got mixed loyalties.
1: Is what you're that's you a Dallas
0: Carter product. So you know whenever they're playing, you know if they're not playing the Cowboys, yeah. I have to go for them because okay. you All know right. Dallas Carter. You you said yes. it. You yeah. know Friday yep. Night Lights. Yep. Uh, yep. You know uh, thirty for thirty. You know, Carter a movie. Okay. You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I've heard it at school before. Yeah, yeah. Well, in Texas, I mean, mm-hmm. high school football is like
0: king out there. Yeah, right? it's king, and and, and all, it might be God if you let right, it be. Right, right. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's a different animal. Texas football it dominates the the landscape. Uh, yeah. You know, from from East Texas to West Texas, North and South, football is it is king. Yes. So yes. Friday Night Lights is is very serious in yeah. in Dallas, Texas. We and, were out and other there.
1: Places back in September of last year for for one of my cousin's weddings mm-hmm. and just driving the freeways we see like high school billboards for you know players on high school billboards for football players like, yeah wow they take the high school football seriously out here. Yeah, it's,
0: it's very serious yeah. you know I don't I don't think anything is more serious than football you know in Texas so, yeah you know you you have a few things but when you start listing them you know it's up there
1: now did you uh, play
0: yeah I played it okay I, I could play a little You bit. play a little bit I could play a little bit. <laughs> what, what
1: position did you play? well, I
0: played backfield uh, running back slot and I played uh, linebacker and free safety so I I kind of played both sides of the ball yeah you know did pump return kick return I was pretty vicious yeah okay (laughs) I'm a nice guy and now. And how'd that work out for your knees now, though? <laughs> it, it wasn't good for no. the knees. It wasn't good for the body at all. I, you know, it, it, it's funny. I was just, yesterday, I was I was looking, and then I was looking, and I said, I had a turf burn right here. And I was thinking about something. I told somebody one time, they said, hey, what happened to you there? And I was like, that's a turf burn. They didn't know what yeah. a turf burn was. Uh, but that, you know, playing football is uh, on turf is unforgiving. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd rather play on grass. We played on, on turf in games. Uh, but it was, uh, you know, it, it was uh, not so good for the body. Right, you know, yeah. I, can, I can understand how guys play for so many years and they get banged up. Yep. Uh, it's a it's very, it's a bruising sport. Very yep. fun, but very, very bruising.
1: Okay. But you've obviously moved on. What, what brought you into law enforcement? Well, you
0: know, I wasn't really interested in law enforcement uh, when I came on, uh, you know, I, in my neighborhood, uh, which is, uh, you know, from from West Dallas, you know, projects, but to Oak Cliff. Oak Cliff is a neighborhood in Dallas. It's the largest neighborhood in, in Dallas, uh, uh, populating at least a third now it used to be half mm-hmm. of its population. And. Uh, in my neighborhood, you didn't you didn't run to uh, police, you know, and like similar neighborhoods, you know, you saw the police, you right. went the other way, uh, and that's just what I did, you know. The stories of police, so they take you to jail, they're gonna do something to you, they they, they, they might beat you, uh, they might plant a gun on you, they might put something on you, it might not be any good. Even if those stories uh, were not true, they definitely circulated and made its right. way down to you know young black youth such as myself so i went the other way so i didn't have any inkling to join a police force it, i didn't dislike the police uh, but i wasn't like you know trying to have a conversation right. with the police uh, and i tell people this story from time to time because the transition it probably was always there to for me to end up in law enforcement but i uh, uh one of my, one of my good friends we used to play play together uh, and all of us used to run in a circle you know just hanging out you know back in those days it was hang out at the local you know school park yeah you know play some basketball yeah. some baseball or foot throw up football or what you know tackle football whatever yeah. we want right. to play uh, and then but one day uh motorcycle comes rolling up and he's giving it the gas and and we see him and all the rest of us take out running except one and then we hear him saying hey daddy daddy you know it's my daddy and it was like his dad is a police officer, right? because we we didn't know, and he uh-huh. never talked about it, it wasn't a big deal. And that was like my first really introduction to a a, a cop that I respected and, and thought was nice, uh, Mr. Christian, who's the late Mr. Christian, who's, okay. who's just, you know, he's deceased, uh, but he comes up and he's got the shiny boots, uh, mm-hmm. He's got the, the helmet and the sunglasses and a very, you know, cool, uh, cool, cool guy, huh? <laughs> handsome guy. Uh, you know, all the ladies would go crazy over him. Um, and, uh, and he was stopped from that point on. We wouldn't, we wouldn't run from him. Uh, and he was kind of the neighborhood guy. You know, when he come down and my mother would say, Hey, you see Mr. Christian? Mr. Christian? Because he always want to look out for the boys in no. the neighborhood. Uh-huh. Uh, and then, you know, but that still didn't like push me into law enforcement. Uh, and then I moved forward. Uh, and you know I'm I'm dabbling around in different things, you know, uh, taking a you know a turn, doing different doing different things, and and then I ended up at the at the sheriff's office, uh, you know, mainly cause uh, uh, my then wife said, hey, you, you better get a job that pays you consi- consistently. Right. Uh, you got a baby on the way, and so uh, so I ended up at, at the sheriff's office. Uh, and there, it was guys saying, "Hey, you've been to college. You got all these things. You what? Are you, what are you doing? Right? You can go join the the, the police force." Uh, and it was like, well, some things happened there. You know, policing wasn't always so kind internally, and uh, or receptive. You right. know, and, and being a uh, black male inside some of those systems during that time that had been, the landscape that was attractive and dominated uh, by other people uh, who were non-black. Yep. And so uh, I decided to fill out an application uh, for Dallas police. I did that, uh, a few months later I was hired, uh, but uh, I remember when I, I got hired uh, and uh, I went to my mother's house and I, and I said, Hey. Got some news to tell you. and Uh-oh. She was like, "What?" And you know, you know how they go. Mm-hmm. And then she, I said, "Well, I joined the force." And she was like, "What force?" <laughs> and I said, "What now, other what, force yeah. could it be?" It's, it's star, you know, star, star Wars, Wars. Yeah. Star Force. Yeah, right. <laughs> the Dark it Side it of so, the Force. So but. she's just looking at me, and this I never will forget because it's icy look. And I said, "The police force." And she's all, like, oh, "Son, what did you go do that really? for? They're gonna kill you." Really? And she was dead serious. Uh, and I said, Well it's too late now. You know, I'll be going. Uh, and a couple of years later, uh my mother became my biggest supporter. Uh because uh it was something because you didn't see a lot of blacks in law enforcement and right. uh, you know, trickled out through a major police force and neighborhoods you just didn't see it. And now I was uh I was somebody they they could talk to, neighbors, they had me. Uh, uh, one of my my uh, closest, you know, f- uh, like family to us, uh, was had became a police officer several years before that. Well, one of the first, uh, you know, females, uh, black females in the in the uh, Dallas Police Department, mm-hmm. uh, and she had a very, you know, had an impact also. But again, that didn't drive me to, you know, to uh, law enforcement. It right. was like. why Why are they doing that over there? But she went through the same transition I did. She went to the sheriff's office and then ended up in the police force. So I just ended up in policing. Uh, And it wasn't something that I, you know, if I was playing cops and robbers, I probably was playing the robber. Mm. You know, if I wasn't playing the Lone Ranger or something, you know, I wasn't playing something that was, you know, nobody wanted to be the cop, Yeah, you know? And so it just wasn't attractive for me uh, at all. And and the transition I see now, over three decades later, it, it's an amazing journey to go from that kid, that's why I see kids out here in the neighborhood, it's so important for us to have a conversation, yes. uh, to have representation, yes. uh, to for them to see us in another way because that's the same way that I saw Mr. Christian when I yes. look back at him. Yes. You know, I don't know if I would have looked
1: at a cop in any any other way if he had not been that representation. Right. And it's good to have that representation uh, just to see someone in your position, you know, someone even in my position in law enforcement mm-hmm. for other people to see, you know, coming up, other kids. You know, you saw Mr. Christian like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have anyone in my neighborhood coming up, but mm-hmm. uh, you said playing cops and robbers. We used to put you know, the old TV show SWAT down there. They got a yeah. rewrite. (laughs) Um, it's funny because me and all my buddies we used to play swat and there was one black dude on our team and none of us wanted to be the black dude you know what i mean Mm, because we didn't see that we didn't didn't think it was really
0: attainable you know you know hey um, uh, it said you can't be what you can't see right you know and you have to see it Uh, and that's really one of the most important aspects of law enforcement um it's that's why wearing this uniform with pride wearing this this patch and, and a brand and representing policing uh, that it is bigger than myself uh, and the challenges that 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 are ahead for us these major challenges uh if i'm not that representation right now then who is yep. and so it's you know just looking back at it uh, you can make a journey and never see you know uh, that you know it's like going to playing in a championship game most people would you know it's great getting there and they want they want to win but what they will say is it was the journey you it know the journey. and the journey I look back on I don't think if things would have happened very differently uh, I don't know if I would be sitting in this seat you know right now or if I had just made a decision to accept the sheriff's office where would I, where would I be or right. uh, if I had just made a decision to go on another route and pursue uh, another career. Uh, what would it? What it had changed, or, or what lives uh, have I touched over the decades now? That would have been, you know, very different for me. Yes, so and, it was for and, a reason that I'm here, yeah. uh, and the reason why I ended up in law enforcement.
1: Yeah, I mean, you obviously made a, a good decision. You yeah, know, you're here now. So I'm here now. Yeah, I'm in the wonderful, here. greatest, you know,
0: county, Prince George's County. I don't, right. I don't think I could have ended up in a better place. Yeah. Um, you know, many more places I could have ended up. Uh, I don't think any are better than Prince George's County. To, yeah. to in at this day and time, uh, in 2022, uh, with all the challenges uh, that we have seen and the, and and all of the obstacles and challenges that are ahead, uh, that couldn't be a better place. Uh, to uh, challenge the uh, perception and offer a very different reality than now and being
1: here. Facts. Yep. Yeah. yep. Yeah. And uh, I mean, we were talking about earlier how diverse. Um, Prince George's County is as far as you know blacks and Latinos and all that and uh, what's what's that kind of look like in your department? Is it yeah, kind of mirrored the, the community? Well it's
0: getting there. Uh, it, it has been lacking uh, in some areas that the uh, population uh, demographics of black officers uh, does not equate to uh, what is the, the demographics for our county uh, but we are making progress and uh, we are seeing those things slowly change as we want to be represented uh, representative of our county you want to have a type of department uh, that reflects or mirrors the county and the citizenry that we're serving uh, and we're striving to get there with the best and brightest and most qualified uh, people that we can find uh, and we we are moving there but not just to bring people in the door to uh, equal or mirror or reflect uh, the uh, the county demographics, but to make sure that they're represented at all ranks, all uh, right, from yes. you know uh, officer, first class, uh, uh, police officers, first class, corporals, sergeants, lieutenants, captains, mm-hmm. majors. Uh, that right there is the more difficult task because in order to do that, uh, 50% can be on you to bring people in the door uh, to get them here, and that is uh, that is a uh, very challenging. And then then there are competitive tests and things like mm-hmm. that. Well, that's the other side that, that people have to actually compete uh, to uh, move up inside of the ranks. Right. Uh, and you can't control that until it gets to the appointed mm-hmm. ranks. And then you can look at uh, the best, the brightest, the demographics, education, and you know, there's unlimited categories you can add uh, to make a, uh, a competitive qualified, competent, credible command staff. But that part in between, uh, there's a lot of responsibility, uh, there's a lot of accountability that lies upon people who need to compete. You know, but it's my duty uh, with my team to attempt to bring people in the door. Uh, But with 19,000 police departments and people having a perception that there's a national policing force, uh, which is not true, anything that happens a miles away yep. uh, will affect you and your yes. recruiting effort yep. and we have been affected by things that have been outside of us not that we haven't had our own problems in prince george's county uh, but you don't want to be affected uh, by something that happens in minnesota uh, or new york or, or ohio uh, you you would like those things if you're going to have them at all to be in your backyard so that you can deal with them effectively. Uh, So that's compounding our interests uh, and we are struggling and a major struggle uh, to bring people through the door. So we can't change anything uh, if people are unwilling to actually be a part of the change, be a part of the solution. Uh, We can always state the problem, you know, a teacher, you know, told me many years ago, you know, I was, when I was in school and we were uh, in algebra, and she said, uh, you're, you're spending uh, too much time on the problem. You know what the problem is, work on the solution.
1: Okay. And I yeah. think I applied yeah.
0: that to every single thing that I do, uh, that I can hit a problems all day. Now, what's the solution? What's the you solution? know, give me some solutions because that involves some work, yeah. that involves some thinking, that involves a, a pattern, a trend, a plan, an action, something has to occur, right. but just stating the problem, that's easy anybody yeah, can yeah. do that so. so
1: now now trying to you you know the problem of getting you know more minorities in the door mm-hmm. how do we how do we solve that
0: well i I don't, I don't think it's any well if we can solve it right now we'll be billionaires right. most likely <laughs> no, doubt, uh, no doubt you know we would be rich and probably wouldn't be sitting here uh, the well, I, would, I, I, would, I, yeah. I think <laughs> 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 i don't know what island i would be on helping you resolve exactly. these problems uh, i think you know it's so many solutions to it but one is uh in order when there's a perception and there's a reality and then there's the reality of the perception which is very true and real yep. uh, we have we have to combat that we have to stand up uh, we have to be in the face of that we have to change the paradigm uh, of people who interact with us uh, that's why community policing is so important uh, that's why community mm-hmm. engagement is so important it's why uh instilling a sense uh a very real sense actual sense of procedural justice to treat people with with dignity and and respect and give people uh, a uh, a voice in the process Uh, all of those things are important for breaking down barriers and moving moving forward and having a real understanding and being being truth uh speaking the truth and being truthful to uh, the residents in which we serve is that we are not the panacea for all problems though, that, that are existing in mm-hmm. the community uh, We are not uh, the total solution to what plagues your community or some things that have been going on for decades uh, We are we can be a very real uh, solution in helping you in a partnership that is 5050 to Resolving those issues, which means, in order to help us, then two things have to, they have to occur. Okay. One is policing on the inside. We have to speak of our profession and uh, the for the in, the noble intentions that it has, honor, integrity, courage, uh, and all of the good things that are associated with with serving the people, being a public servant. Right. Because we 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 take we have taken out the public servant in this job. When you, know, when you heard them say in the past you're going to join the military, people would say, I'm going to join the service. Join the service. Well, that's what this is. It's a public service, domestically serving. And that service, the police who are already here inside the profession, 900,000 police officers, we have to speak uh, with one voice to say, join this noble profession, and we believe in these things, the ethical, uh, the, the, uh being uh, moral and upright and, and honest and all those things, that's first. Mm-hmm. And, and on the, the outside, we have to have a, a citizenry that says, it's okay to be to serve. It's okay to be in the police service. Yes. They have to say it. Yes. They have to believe it right. and we have to get find common ground just like we're talking here. We have to get this close have a conversation and say that policing is a viable profession and you know people who have the right mindset to serve the residents and you have to say policing is a career that you can actually help change things those two things have to occur among the many other things that are occurring because people are not yeah. sending their yeah. their children to law enforcement they're right. not saying go, go be police officers exactly police I mean, that, officers are not saying go be police officers
1: yeah. right you know? that so, part right there yeah. i mean because that's a tough road to hoe. because you know nowadays uh, yeah nowadays you know people don't in all walks you know not just Mm in minorities you know we got the you know caucasians that don't want to be in policing Mm -hmm. maybe it's just a millennial generational type of thing Mm -hmm. um they have different approaches Mm -hmm. to what they they feel a career should be and and maybe we need to evolve with the with the times what do you think about that well i think we
0: have you know police one good thing about policing is that we have always evolved and adapted not without a fight, not without not struggle, up, yeah. not without a challenge yeah. but we will, uh, as I, I say, you know, you talk while you walk and that's part of the process with policing uh, you know, to have these two things that, you know, the police officers struggle with and if, you know, if you help me resolve this then we can we can go in the right direction and that is uh, what I say about police is uh, the two things that they hate most and that's things to change and then things to stay the same right. so at the very same time they hate both of them which prevents us from from having to move forward but mm-hmm. the uh, the evolution that we are evolving with the mindset that we are looking back there and we see the evolution but we discount it and I and I'll say these things uh, for evolutionary purposes uh, what did uh, your police force? If you go back and research it, wherever uh, you were living, uh, how did it look at the time? Who was it? Who made it up? And you'll give me a demographics. Right. And usually that will be, it was uh, white male. They were five 5'7". Uh, they, uh, they served in the military. Uh, they didn't have any tattoos. Nobody in their family was ever arrested. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it was a whole long laundry list yeah. that qualified you to be a police officer and anybody else, including if whatever, if you could be uh, you know, a white male, and if you was not a right height, you could not get hired. And even then, yeah. That, now look at it now, look at your police forces now, your mm-hmm. police departments now, and look how diverse they are and look how they reflect. So that's a adapting, that's evolution. That and you look at, we used to walk, then we, we rode horses, uh, we had cars, we didn't have radios in cars, mm-hmm. and you had MDC's uh, uh, MDT's in cars, uh, you have a, a radio on your hip, it was yep. a time where you didn't have that, uh, you had to climb a telephone pole, mm-hmm. literally, uh, to make a call. Evolution, adaptability, yes. and in comes, you know, television, now you're seeing things and television is God, it's the social media of that day, if, if Walter Cron- Cronkite said it, it was true. Right. And. Your favorite newscaster said it. There was no challenging. They had already well, done the research. Not so much nowadays. Uh, not so, so much <laughs> nowadays. <laughs> yeah. So look at the evolution that has occurred. Now we're in uh, social media, TikTok revolution. Steve Jobs put it in your hand. That you know, they, you could get anything you want. You could go to the, uh, uh, you, you know, people of. Would deliver I used to do the, deliver newspapers. Mm-hmm. And they you had to wait for the newspaper, the news. what's that? Yeah, newspaper. <laughs> you don't read a newspaper anymore. Yeah. So I deliver a newspaper and people would literally wait to get the news yep. of of yesterday, of yesterday. Or the yep. freshest news in the morning from a morning and evening delivery. And nowadays you take a a uh, there's no phone books thrown on your porch anymore for you to you know have you know some kind of privacy that your name was listed in your phone number and your address and now you're looking at these things it's all on social media your whole life is is there before you and this is how we talk to each other now Mm. we we look at this and we say uh make your TikTok video and you can reach them literally people are in the same room uh texting each other face to face and our evolution has to be to get in the middle of that dynamic and actually disrupt it, engage it, challenge it, and then convert that to some useful format in which we can deliver it back to the people that we're serving. Okay. Now, that right there is a major challenge. It's yes. like climbing a, the highest mountain, uh, and, but we have to do it. We have to engage people on the new terms, so and the new, new terms. terms is not TV for that, or, or it's a, a, a singular platform where they where they go. It's like uh, my daughter would say, Facebook is for old people, you know? <laughs> I and then the I Facebook, don't. they're in the Snapchat yep. and TikTok. And TikTok, uh, yep. You know, Instagram is slowly going that way. Yep. They don't, they won't fast, uh, you know, I'll give an example. Uh, when the, when Michael Brown incident happened, uh, 2014, uh, my daughter says she's just a teenager at the time, and she says, "Hey, hey, Dad, is what y'all what y'all did to Mike Brown is just not right. But y'all did you I'm a, remember. I'm a, <laughs> at the time I'm a deputy chief of police in Dallas, Texas, and I was like, "What are you talking about? And she said, "Yeah, that that just wasn't right with what you did, Dad. Tell me. I mean, how did why did you have to do? It? I was like, "What happened? What did he? What right. happened to him? I knew what happened. I mean, what yes. you know the the the. The totality of the stories that, uh, and she that says, dialogue. yeah okay. so she says well you just put him on the ground and executed him right there in, in broad daylight and i was like no that that's yeah. that didn't happen i said where did you get this news from and she says this i don't say it now you know i don't want to you know somebody think i'm targeting some some social media yeah, platform yeah, yeah. she says i got it from there and i was like that's not viable news you can't get it from the blogs like that and so I had to educate her this is what occurred this is not true because people are saying this happened this happened here now you can judge for yourself but that's where we are the first you know what
1: chief that's a double-edged sword because um you know George Floyd Mm -hmm. was because of social media right I mean it was captured live yeah, well, live. Yeah, live. Live, yeah. live. And Philando Castile was a, another one that was live, yeah, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, all these things are, are live, yeah, it, With know? the
0: that, that one was static because there was no video, you know, of that. That's very different. Uh, George Floyd, uh, I, I say this when, when people talk about George Floyd, uh, a tragedy, uh, unnecessary, uh, a murder yep. for all. There's nothing that you can't get around it for what it actually is. Now, I've talked talked to uh, many police, probably hundreds, uh, over over time about George Floyd. I haven't heard one police officer say, you know what, he got what he deserved, or that wasn't a murder, you know, uh, he wasn't doing anything. George Floyd died because of this. I haven't heard one say that. Now, I have heard citizens in different places, in different demographics say, he got what he deserved. Yeah. That should have happened to him. Leave the police alone. Let them go. I haven't heard that from police officers. So it's always interesting that, you know, a person videotaped a murder. Mm. They, they live streamed a murder. Uh, they recorded it uh, for at the hands of a police officer. And a justice system took its proper course. Yes, That was no dis- dispute o- over the actions of the people who were in charge saying, that was wrong right so that that was no any this isn't your 50-50 your split-second decision your your eyes see one thing your body see does something else uh, George Floyd was very clear I often cited as the worst example for policing that we can actually you know do anything with because it, it it isn't something that police we already understand that Yeah. true police officers you know really don't like those kind of things right so I haven't seen it uh, out yeah. of informal surveys.
1: Now, that, that seen case it. was was good because, you know, like you just said, the justice system took, uh, took its course and it was a favorable decision mm-hmm. on everybody's part because it was clear cut. Yeah. But you know, you have these other cases where the public really doesn't trust that, you know, the, the outcome will be in their favor, even if even if it is on video, clear cut from what they see. You know, the, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. the, the departments will, will, will exonerate them or the courts will exonerate the officers, even though what they think they see on on videos is another thing. Yeah, and and that, right, it depends
0: on the context of what you're looking at. I've seen uh, videos, in in my experience, that did not tell the whole story of what occurred. Uh, I've also seen uh, uh, things where citizens have come out to defend people and police officers said, I don't know what they're looking at. That that is unacceptable right. for what we're doing, uh, and it depends on really what what the angle is. Uh, when I look at like court proceedings, uh, unless you have a camera in the court and you listen to all evidence and everything that is that is presented, that has gotten once it gets to that point, it's out of the police hands. That's, yeah. The police don't control every every aspect of uh, our criminal justice system, um, so it's out of our hands. But once it get get to that point. Uh, Reading the newspapers or different, you know, blogs or whatever. Uh, if you don't read multiple sources or multiple angles or multiple point of points of view, if you were are uh, not sitting there, you'll get a very different take or you'll get the take that you desire mm-hmm. to get. Uh, but if you sit there and you go through everything, you're the best person to say. I don't know if that part was was true. Right. I don't know if that was right. Most people don't don't do that. But I and we're in the days of reality TV. It wouldn't mm-hmm. shock me if one day every news proceeding is on TV every court proceeding is on TV Uh, It wouldn't shock me Uh, but I don't try to you know get I try to be in the balanced middle uh, to give uh, you know all parties a chance because I have seen some some 50-50 things that says no that that was right and that that is proper or this happened and you you can't excuse this behavior and get this behavior right right here. Uh, there's been numerous times that we that we have seen that, uh, and uh, and I've been on national platforms uh, to voice this same opinion that I'm that I'm voicing now. Uh, and whoever sometimes screams the loudest, uh, they get heard the most. Uh, but that doesn't mean a person who is in equilibrium. Uh, doesn't have something meaningful to offer to the conversation about what should be procedural or what is practiced. Yes. Uh, and I haven't seen it, you know, in, in a lot of cases. This is what a desire would be. Uh, that, you know, policing uh, sometimes, uh, and in and, and, and all instances of force, uh, I haven't seen force be used in a, in a way that people say that was, that
1: was beautiful that was great (laughs) no you know it doesn't exist no Uh,
0: so I have I mean you handcuff a person and somebody's screaming that it's too tight and their hands don't Mm -hmm. go back that far uh, and you hurt them and their blood is cut off and they're screaming They're saying somebody's saying loosen the cuff what are you doing to him Uh, you hit a person with a baton see how that looks that has depending on where you come from That'll take some people back to 1950s yes, and 60s. Exactly. Uh, you know, you 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 put somebody in some defensive tactic move on the ground, and they hit the ground pretty tough. Does does it did, does anybody saying what a what a what a beautiful takedown the police officers did? They're not saying these right. things. Uh, and God forbid, you you know, uh, you shoot them. Or uh, what about a taser? I don't see a, someone getting uh, a you know a. Uh, electric, you know, conducting, you know, uh, device, uh, getting hit with, with that normal, normally called the taser or, or, or some kind of stun, and they're saying, man, look at that, that that's pretty nice. It does not exist in, in, in the way police officers are used for us. But what does exist, though, uh, in this game, in this, 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 this massive game of, uh, of how we perceive things, is that is that brutal. Because policing, as ugly as those things can be, we have to decide, is it brutal? Yes. Is, that, is that police brutality? Did you use force unnecessarily?
1: Unnecessarily. Did
0: you exceed the amount of force that you that you should have given? And was it malicious or was it a training problem? We have to answer those questions first before we say, they shouldn't have done a person like this, you right. know, and I would say, considering um, the first thing you want to hear from, uh, the first person you want to hear from, if you see something that doesn't sound right or look right, uh, it is the police chief. It is the spokesman for the city or mm-hmm. the county in which the, you represent It is not anybody else because I know people will run to the local union or association representative and mm-hmm. get their take on it and say, see what the police said? Well the official voice of the police is the police chief and higher. And so if you say, I disagree with that and it doesn't look right and we, we're gonna take a hard look at that and investigate that. Well everyone is uh, everyone deserves due process. You don't give that up when you join the police no. force. No you don't so there there is a fine line for saying that those things. But there are some things that are clear that you'll say. And I've heard that even when you brought up George Floyd, Uh, you know, Chief Arandondo was 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 really clear once he got the facts, what that was. It wasn't any wavering, you know, let me see, you know, what will happen. It was like, hey, that was that was wrong. You don't need a long drawn out investigation. But there are some there are some places that have rights, you know, internal rights that that are given to them by law. And then there's the Constitution, yep. and then the same things that would be afforded to any civilian, they have to play out. And we shouldn't let prevailing you know, aggression or attitudes sway us from that. What we expect is justice. Yep. But just yep. go back to what I first said. Yeah. Ask yourself those questions. Yep. Does, is that brutal? And was it unnecessary?
1: Yeah. When, when you spoke about uh, earlier about, you know, the, the the just process, you don't give that up just because you become a police officer. One thing I've heard is when there's an incident, uh, a use of force incident that, that's controversial, is the media, whether it's the media or it's the police, on the suspect side or the, the, the citizen side, their their back history is always brought up. Well, you know, he was you know he's been convicted this Mm -hmm. many times that you know he's he's been and had contacts with police this many times Mm -hmm. and but when it's a use of force incident and the police is a suspect and officer is a suspect that same thing isn't brought up you know we we, the the chiefs will say no rest of judgment you know the investigation Mm -hmm. has to take its course and they Mm -hmm. see these two different sides Mm and these two dichotomy dichotomies here yeah how how do we rectify that because you know the police you know the, the 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 public is saying it's not the same playing field it's not transparent yeah i I think I i kind of spoke to this earlier
0: uh, when i when i talked about there not being national standards in policing there's no national police force the 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 founding fathers of of this country saw fit not to have a national police force they could have for various reasons Uh, but uh, since there are no national standards we literally Go on uh, 19,000 policies about what that should be. Um, uh, my take on it is that it, it sh- the record should be released. Uh, even here in my very own department here in Prince George's County. Uh, who operates under a very different, you know, set of uh, of procedures, uh, being a a collective, you know, bargaining state right. versus a right-to-work state, which is very different. So most people don't don't think that when they think policing, uh, but if you're in a, in a in a state that it can be governed by CBAs, or collective bargaining agreements, uh, then that becomes part of the process in which a negotiation has taken place so it wouldn't matter what a police chief said if if the uh... the legislative body of the state has given those rights to a county or a local entity to say you don't have to release those records doesn't matter what a police chief would say police chief can say all day i want to release those records that i think we should but that law law says no, now you go to a, uh, some other state and a right to work that's not governed by any kind of median confer agreement or, or a collective bargaining agreement by association with that city or county, the police chief can release whatever records that he sees fit. Yep. He can say, now where I'm, where I'm from uh, in, in, in Dallas, Texas, my record was open every day and you can go get it right now. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it, it was my internal affairs record was open for the world to see. As a public servant, my record was open, My, my discipline history and my, uh, my uh, award history, my commendation history, yep. same record. It was there. And it's very different in places that are governed in a different way. And that, I think that confuses people. Right. And, and we do a disservice uh, because we don't educate people enough or we're not trusted when we deliver you that message. Because now, even here, uh, things have changed in here with the, with the reform law. Uh, but if we say, the law prohibits me from giving that record out, uh, a police chief could do that if he wanted to. He I mean, probably won't be employed very long <laughs> after that, right. or you'll be sued, or mm-hmm. you'll cost the county a, a lot of money, or the city a lot of money. It just doesn't pan out. I know what people would desire, and what they want, but the first place to change those things in in, in states that are governed like that is the legislative body. Right. It is not to fight, um, you know, out in front of the police station yep. and say, "Let me, I'm a protest against you until you give me those records." Yep. Uh, you're in the wrong place. It's not going to happen uh, because you have a duty and a responsibility to the governing document, which the people elected to people to give that right. right. Yep. So, you know, it's so many ways. There's a
1: process. That's a process. There's a process. And so
0: I, I look at things uh, in, in that way. Uh, but again, the failure is an understanding that it's 900,000 police. It's it's, uh, it's almost 19,000 police departments. It's different states with with different uh, governing institutions that have given rights. So so let me
1: ask you, you know, because you brought that up uh, a number of times in the interview, 19,000 different departments, all these different uh, 900,000 officers. Do you think maybe there should be something in place where there's a national, at least a standard in in training and qualifications and all that sort of thing? Yeah, I do. I think it should be. I think that the
0: governing uh, bodies of august of or venerated organizations like International Association of Chiefs of Police, uh, major cities chiefs associations, police executive research forum, uh, the, uh, I mean there's, there's probably a hundred organizations, but uh, about six or seven core organizations that should be involved in saying these are standards. The, this is what you should be doing. Right. And uh, I think the federal government has a part to play in that too from the Department of Justice to give. I think 21st Century Policing, uh, the, the task force, done a lot of that work uh, with the recommendations. They've done a lot of that, adopting them. Some of those cost money, but they laid the foundation for that to become these are standards. And now, We have templates all over the place. We have policies all over the place. And we need to say these are best policies. These are best practices or promising practices. And you should adopt this without the federal government coming in, uh, putting you under a consent decree, forcing you to adopt something that you can ready and willingly adopt now that doesn't cost you any capital. It doesn't cost you anything except doing the right thing. Sometimes doing the right thing is just free. It doesn't cost you any money, yep, you know, part. and so, yes, I do, I, I don't know, I could, you know, <laughs> go uh, you know, gr- go to great lengths to explain that, but I agree with it. I think we should have, some things should be in a national policy or national direction, uh, and that is what should be challenged when, when good, righteous people are looking to see what was actually done, that they should look towards that mm-hmm. and say, was national standards and best practices followed? And then ask yourself again, is it a training issue or is it malicious? Yeah, Yep. You know, an important thing to ask.
1: Yep, agreed, yeah. agreed. Mm-hmm. All right, so earlier you were talking about, you know, social media being the big thing with, um, you know, with our youth today and, you know, departments' needs of, of getting into it in the back there. I see behind you, you know, all the platforms that you guys are on. And you, oh, got yeah. yeah. you got the uh, platform. You got, you know, TikTok and Instagram and the old mm-hmm. folks, Facebook and all that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you do anything on, the, on, on TikTok? Uh, you know, I'm not a big...
0: T- I, I, I have TikTok. You don't get out there and do the dance? No, 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 no. See, I, I've never seen that end well for a police chief. <laughs> right. You know, I, 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 I joke with people about this. They're like, hey, you know, we had National Night Out a few yeah. weeks, a couple weeks ago. Uh, and somebody was like, hey, you gonna dance? You gonna? Every time I've seen a police chief dance here, you can't win. And here's <laughs> the problem with that. Not that you can't dance, you know, and try to have some uh. fun. But there's always this group of people are saying, "Why is the police chief dancing when there's violent crime happening over here? Why is this a murder happening over here? I got robbed last week. Yeah. Somebody stole my purse ten years ago, and and what?" You? <laughs> you just don't. Yeah. These are very. I mean, and it, even though it can be true, and or uh, it's not really uh, targeted at you know, it's targeted at the uniform and the position. Uh, So I would rather not, you know, go down that road and start thinking that if I make a great TikTok video, it's gonna go viral and somebody's going to join the police department because the police chief can yeah. dance well you know it just doesn't doesn't work that way yeah. in reality well then how do you guys use TikTok in
1: in your department with you know we're, we're trying or, to or, all the social well, media
0: i mean i think we're we're doing a really great job of uh you know how we use facebook for what it for what it is and instagram uh and and posting on twitter i think we probably do twitter better than 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 most, you know, from from posting blogs and information, you know, real-time, those are real things. Uh, We're still navigating our way through uh, the TikTok and the Snapchat and and seeing how can we best use that. Uh, I think the the reason why uh, there has been, uh, you know, it's fun now, don't get me wrong, a lot of departments meeting the challenges and all those things. Uh, It has to have something, breaking down barriers have have a... Uh, Has a viral video caused you not to have a protest? Has has a viral video of dancing and and, and doing something, you know, in a comical sense? Has that had a great impact on what the true engagement should be? Uh, I think what we're doing, and, and it doesn't seem like a lot of fun, uh, but when we engage the youth, when we're out there at, at the basketball or, 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 or agility camps or leadership camps or we're ta- having a real talk with kids and we're having a real interaction, mm-hmm. to me, those are the most meaning, meaningful social media interactions yes. that you can have that will actually have a greater result for commu- positive community engagement than it will than our up 50 officers out here and we get in sync and do some dance it's uh (laughs) you know and i'm not i'm not knocking any police department that that wants to do that because we have some very talented people who can get together and do those things Mm -hmm. i'm saying that's not the end all be all to it we have to have more substance in a community that we are talking and engaging with each other uh, to have a better Understanding of what type of police-community relationships we're going to have, and what kind of community, safer, better, uh... uh positive environment for for adults uh, to live and work, and for our children to play, right. and for all of us right. to be entertained. Yep. And if somebody can bridge that gap between me for 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 having that kind of platform and doing that with it, versus having a platform. We just got through talking to some youth. You, uh, some young people the other day, some youth the other day, and it was real talk, our second real talk conversation. And we interacting, but that, that won't bode well. So, but that interaction right there is going to have decades of influence yes. on young people. Yes. And no one will remember the, the dance that we had True you know, last, last week. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking for to, and it's a delicate balance, uh, to find what is meaningful for us as a, as a profession uh, to actually do the things that people want us to do. Uh, and that is, they want us to have an engagement. They want to talk to them. The young kids told me before, they said, we want to talk to police, but we don't know how to approach a police. Yes. Like, what do we say? And how do, and if I make a video like that, I would be, that would be interesting to me. Like, right. this is how you go up and talk to a police officer. Might not get any hits, yep. but the kids who are interested in saying, I've been wanting to talk to a police officer, what are some, some ice-breaking questions I can ask him?
1: Because most people don't know what to ask. They ask you about the gun. You yeah, yeah. You know, that just, just made me think of something. I spoke mm-hmm. to somebody a while ago, and they were talking about, you know, videos like that, um, talking about, you know, how do you approach police? But he also, he and his department also put out videos on how to interact during mm-hmm. uh, enforcement stops. Oh, yeah. You know, what yeah. are you supposed to do, what you mm-hmm. should do, best practices. Right. Um, and and, right. and we, again, we talked about with. when the fight mm-hmm. is not mm-hmm. not on the side right. of the street or, or not in front of the police station, right. but in court. You know, let yeah. the officer, if you well, think something, uh, something wrong is happening.
0: It's, it's, it's funny you should say that because that's part of the talk with the youth, the real talk. The, the second half of that engagement is to switch sides and do role play okay. and then talk about how to actually engage with a law enforcement officer at this point in time and in an enforcement stop. Uh, you know, years ago when uh, when I was the uh, the national chair, the, the National Black Police Association, uh, we uh, ran a platform called What to Do and Stop by the Police. It's been copied all over the place and by given different names, but, uh, and my good friend uh, DeLacy Davis and, and in conjunction with the MBPA and Noble came up with that, you know, a decades ago, a couple of decades ago, maybe 30 years ago, uh, and, it has been one of the most receptive programs across the nation that every other organization has adopted it and, and put it in their name and did that. But what we do here is the same thing. We go through role play. We talk about the interaction. How could it have been different? And the, the, the young people uh, play a role. They are the police. And so now you get a bunch of you know police acting rowdy, you yeah. know talking loud and you know doing different things, and they trying to control them, you yeah. know the the best way. Uh, so uh, what you just said is is exactly what we're trying to do. Uh, I think the biggest challenge for us is how do we translate that to something consumable for the people? How do how can they consume it in thirty seconds or less? Because yep. that is about the attention span right. of what's going on here. If we don't give people something in a small dose really quickly. They out. They gone. Yep. Just like that. You, you they're, they're, they're scrolling through and they see it and they say, nah, no yeah. interest. yep, and on to the next one. Oh, yep. uh, police, get it out of right. here. We ain't got now, time for that. Now these
1: videos aren't to be confused with the ones like Chris Rock did a few years ago. You seen those? <laughs> <laughs> That one? <laughs> yeah those, those are those are hilarious yeah, I must yeah. say you know for my generation I
0: thought those were like you know pretty crazy you know so it's uh those are some of the funniest videos yeah, I know yeah. they're still making their rounds now. Yeah, yeah yeah it's it's uh you know how I came up uh, I mean I got I'm sure you did too uh we got to talk yep. you know and the talk always was in yep. my house it was uh, my mother would be like hey you're leaving? hey, remember this now, Uh, the police stop you, say yes sir, say no sir, Mm -hmm. Uh, don't talk back, Uh, tell them where you're going. Hey, if you were driving, hey, keep your hands on on the steering wheel, don't you move, you tell them when you're moving, say yes sir, say hey, don't have one other person in the car with you, you can't have three or four people in the car with Mm you. I mean, this was like the normal day. You couldn't leave a house without the talk happening because you knew what was going on out there and it was well, let me let me reason. ask
1: you know is is that sad that we had to have those talks it, it's always But it, it's, is, is it, that how sad has it is it that for, talk in
0: every community yeah it's it's not well right. you know i've had only one person uh tell me that that dad gave them the talk who was not black and I was, did you get the same talk that that i received right he swear he did but i and i'll go with it uh that, that he did but still only one person out of right. i mean it's in, in in black communities black households that was the talk because there's a real narrative that preceded that yep. and uh, and very real no matter what uh, and so you didn't want to you know, get in the path of that and so you did exactly what you were so, supposed to do, what your, what your parents told you to do uh, and everybody who I know and I grew up with or who grew up in black communities was given the talk, everybody uh, and it's a normal thing in, in black communities so uh, you know one goal is to one day uh, eliminate parents having to say that to young children. Uh, and I can tell you this, I've received calls over the years uh, from, from all around the United States when I, when I wore a different hat and the you know, same hat as deputy chief. But uh, as the chairman, they would call me and say, thank you so much. Thank you. I heard you on NPR. I heard you on, uh, you know, another national news outlet. Uh, and they would say, thank you that benefited me. I talked to my son or the pastors would call me and says, you know, that program you guys put on, that really helped us and it helped me with my kids. So it, w- it was meaningful for us to say, just do this and, and survive an encounter, even though it can be positive, because we make literally millions of, of traffic stops. We have millions yep. of engagements per year. There have been some estimates that say, we make over 375 million contacts per year. By any measurable standard, uh, the negative interactions would be less than 0.01 percent or so when you look at the things that are considered to be negative, and that is a very serious incident what happened between police and a a citizen, Uh, and some of those have been you know, when when the citizens have been aggressive, other have been unarmed people, uh, mostly uh, unarmed black individuals. Uh, but when you look at the amount of contacts that happen, uh, they've been overwhelmingly positive. So there must be something else that that is happening. That engagement. Uh, we have to talk about the high in, uh, engagements that are tense, that are in places that fill in the pulse of a neighborhood. That's that's true. You know, every neighborhood. You talked about Fernando Castile earlier. Uh, and I remember sitting in my office you know that day and and the new national news is coming on and I'm looking at you know philando Castile, and like many others you know we we gauge it and i'm and it's a the disturbing part of it was that you saw that, and I had a believability in it to say what I heard the girlfriend say because mm-hmm. I have a, my own believability you know meter mm-hmm. uh and then I said it's hot it's 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 very it's getting hot uh, it, the 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 atmosphere is hot because yep. every neighborhood has a has, you have to have your finger uh, your, uh, on the pulse and i i told i called one of the lieutenants in and I said, hey tell the guys to be be safe tell it tell the guys to be safe uh it's it's gonna be rough tell them watch yourself when they when they when they're out eating watch their back uh and Watch what's happening out there. It's, the situations are rising and people are, are really frustrated mm-hmm. now. Uh, and uh, July 7th, 2016 happened in Dallas, Texas, where, you know, uh, uh, five officers the were officers, killed. Yeah. Five officers were killed. That's the same deal, the, the, the pulse, the, the temperatures were rising. And when temperatures rise, then, and you don't have your finger on the pulse? that becomes one more ingredient into the recipe for disaster and that's what that's what you have you have whenever we miss the finger on the pulse of a community whenever we're not having dialogue with the right people whenever we're not building uh, or or making deposits into uh, you know for a base that's equitable, whenever we're not engaging in community engagement, whenever we're not practicing procedural justice, yep. uh, whenever I use of force, you know, c- complaints are arising. All these things are just ingredients into a recipe for disaster and you, it's easy to find yourself into a very precarious situation or, or I would say a quagmire. Right. And. It's going to be problematic for you as a police chief and your police department. I I think I'm confident that Prince George's County is on the track to doing those things the right way. The right way. You know, and that's difficult, but the right way. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. it sounds like
1: you're on the right track and and you'd be in a big part of that. Yeah. Well, we're
0: trying to get there. I don't think, uh, you know, with the men and women who who serve the residents of Prince George's County, uh, nothing happens without them. Uh, you know, some of these systems are very frustrating, uh, you know, the cycles, the, the frustration, the, the limited resources, uh, you know, revolving door, uh, community complaints, all the concerns. But with all that in, in their face, the ones who have stayed and endured this most challenging time in law enforcement uh, in Prince George's County uh, being no exception, uh, we wouldn't be moving forward without the hard work of those men and women. Uh, they're everything. Leadership is one thing, uh, but the uh, putting your your feet on the ground, your your boots on the ground, uh, and making meaningful engagements and and doing things the right way is what propels us into a very professional police department. I'm proud of it. I'm proud of the men and women who are serving too. Yeah.
1: Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love it. <laughs> All right, Chief. I appreciate you coming on to the show and uh, you know, get engaging in this dialogue and this conversation with me. Um, but we're not done yet. Remember I Uh-oh, told you we're gonna we have some some, <laughs> some questions for you. You not quick. finished with me no, yet? No, I'm not done. Nah, no, nah, no, nah. No, just, yeah. uh, just. <laughs> Rapid fire questions—I call this my black and blue round. So, um, are you going to be participating in rapid fire? Uh, I'm going to ask the questions, <laughs> or you, real quick. So you out here in Maryland now, um, so uh, in the DMV, as we call DMV, it, as you call it. So uh, you you got to give up your your Dallas, your Cowboys loyalty here, and tell me Ravens or, or Commanders, formerly. Right? <laughs> I I'm I have I'm,
0: I guess since you put me on the spot, that's the ugliest one. Commanders. Commanders
1: oh I'm in I'm in the, I'm in, in I'm the same I'm, division the, though. But the
0: stadium is right here in my capital. Okay, when they Stadium is right here. All right,
1: all right. <laughs> <laughs> that was a no brainer there. Um bucket list, bucket list place you'd like to visit. Bali. Bali, okay. Yes. Yeah. I'd love to go there sometime too. Uh, you ever been in a place like that? that no, no. All no. right, okay. Prince so. George's County. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> I'm sure you, you'll get on that. Um, person that you'd like to meet that's still alive today. Oh,
0: that's a tough one. I met a lot of people
1: How about dead. Anyone, anyone that's no longer with us.
0: Oh, if I, if, yeah, dead. I, uh, Nelson Mandela. Yeah, yeah. I almost met him twice. Wow. Yeah. Didn't, didn't link up the huh? Yeah, well, you know, got canceled one time, and then the next time he got sick, a few months later, uh, we couldn't meet with him because he wasn't, health wasn't there. Uh, so, uh, they got, you know, it was gonna get rescheduled, yeah. and a few months later, uh, you know, he was gone.
1: Oh, wow. You know, so yeah. I missed that opportunity. Okay, all right. Um, so other being named chief, what's the biggest career accomplishment you've had?
0: Being the uh, director of the Dallas Police Athletic Activities League. Okay. I know some people are going to say, he's not going to say national chair of the NVPA? <laughs> yeah, I had a pleasure serving 110,000, you know, primary, uh, predominantly black law enforcement officers, but affecting those
1: kids uh, uh, meant uh, the world to me. Wow, yep. Um, that's that's a great organization right there. Uh, most influential person in your career to you?
0: The most influential person in my career was uh, like, well, it's probably two people, but the most influential for me was uh, David Kunkel, my former chief, uh, and uh, Floyd Simpson, the, the late chief and good friend and mentor. All
1: right, um, favorite guilty pleasure, ice cream, ice cream, Yep. favorite flavor. I got three, <laughs>
0: <laughs> not 31. No. My favorite, though, is probably uh, strawberry, but even though I i love butter pecan and uh. And chocolate and, and vanilla. And right now is the weather yeah. for it. I'm, I'm a ice cream. I, I, I hate. Somebody's gonna get me for this one. I know it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you hadn't been a cop, I know we kind of talked about that. What, what do you think you'd be doing? i have probably been the world's greatest uh, DJ, Uh-oh. producer. Okay. Something in music. It would have been something in music. So, so you, it it would have been something in music. We had to talk about that off the air. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Uh-huh. Last movie you saw?
0: Shawshank Redemption. What? Wow. Really? I mean, what you mean, the last movie at the in, in show the, or the last in movie in the, in the theater? I hadn't been to the theater in a while. I don't really? know. Wow. I, hadn't been, I hadn't been to the theater in two years. Wow. Okay. Yeah, since, well, I mean, since, yeah. the pandemic. since the pandemic. Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, so, but I watch stuff on uh, yeah. on the streaming platforms. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. Uh, since you're talking about music, who's your favorite music artist or group? Uh, my
0: favorite artist is probably, uh, hip-hop is uh, probably uh, Jay-Z. Probably my favorite. Okay. Uh, you know, it's uh, he you, you know, he watched this. on um, Rock Nation. Need to come and find me. The uh, it's uh, but that's my my favorite. Okay. You know, right. hip hip hop is my favorite. So I'll just go with hip hop.
1: Man, I love to hear that. Love to hear that. <laughs> See, and, and those are conversations that people need to hear. Mm-hmm. Is that you know, people in the uniform and people that all the way up with the bars on their collars and stars on their collars um, like hip hop too. And we yeah. like the same sort of yeah. things that everyone else likes yeah yeah yeah, we, yeah we you know
0: too. yeah that you know i'm always testing somebody with some hip-hop knowledge somewhere you know it's a few people around me they think they they know everything about hip-hop you know i have to put them through <laughs> no no names yeah. i ain't gonna say no, no names no i'm names. not gonna say than, any names no they, names they the probably room, in this room looking though. <laughs> but they probably in this room looking yeah. uh, they, i'm sure they are looking and
1: then last, you talked about you know now you wearing this white shirt and who wears white shirts? How you keep it clean? How you keep those well, white we shirts? We don't. Clean? <laughs> you, don't yeah. you change it every day. It's always you know I find myself eating you know like this right. you
0: know uh, I'm always I got tied pens all over the place you know trying to you know make sure that they they write. Uh, you know, uh, being the, my assistant chief over here, we always talking. Uh, you know, my, my my staff, my special assistant, they always talking about I'm gonna get my shirt dirty or something. I will. Yeah. You know, so it's like I ha- I have so many shirts. I change now, is it just admin that wears them every or? day? Uh, the uh, lieutenants and above okay. wear white shirts. Okay. You know, it's the uh, the command positions. Okay. Uh, so people can distinguish. You know, who you are as a Got supervisor. It. So you have to you put on these white that'd shirts. We have of, another uniform, but these are the the primary. That'd uniforms. be kind of
1: tough being. On a patrol in a white shirt,
0: you're not gonna wear this white shirt no. on in patrol. This wouldn't work in Dallas, Texas, by no. the way. You need a shirt every mm-hmm. two or three hours yep. in the summer. Uh, so, but it's uh, I, I love the uniform. I think it's you know very professional, uh, but it's uh, it's hard to keep clean. So you have to literally uh, change your, your shirt you know every day. There's no. There's no, you're not going to get along. Yep. L- no longevity in this shirt Appreciate, at all, yep, you yep. know, so. I but know I that. do, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> that's just funny because we always cool. talk about these shirts. Yep. I, and i made fun of these shirts for years, you know. Now you win. I, I tell my good friend here in Atlanta, he watched this. He used to be on this department uh and, and I used to you know say man what you who wears a white shirt you know that's just so funny <laughs> to me now I'm in the white shirt as the, the chief the of police shirt, yeah. so but you What's know it's it's George. oh thank you What's I appreciate good? that All All right. Right. see everybody love that right there yeah. it's uh... uh you know I think uh, uh you know I, I, I say, you know, for, you know, people who thank you so much, uh, you know, for, you know, having a dialogue with me um, and uh, being down to earth. Uh, but uh, again, I reiterate, Prince George's County is a, is a great place uh, for people to come and, and work. Um, and, you know, we're, we're hiring. you know, for those who want to make a change for you know, how, how PG did, how Police. How do they get in touch with you guys? PGPolice.org, okay. uh, we have bonuses. You can, you know, you can get $15,000 if you, mm. you come here uh you know and so uh we have a a very progressive you know retirement plan and we given you know your bonus you know money to to come get get hired here you can catch us on any of our platforms pg uh, uh news uh and at, at pg news uh pgpd news uh and so it's uh if they look that up, they can find us anywhere. I think that uh, they would be very happy uh, to come join a police department that is, uh, that is uh, going in the right direction. So uh, having a meaningful conversation to see, you know, just who we are, uh, to join a, a group of professional men and women who are down to earth, uh, who, are, you know, uh, mothers and fathers and, yep. and you know, and, and, and family people and, and just working and trying to make a living in a great place in a, in a great part of the United States.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. All right, Chief, I appreciate you coming on and uh, sharing all this with us. Well, thank you so yeah. much for having me. Had, had a good time with you. <laughs> thank thank you. you. Thank you, Chief. All right. That's what's up. I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation with Chief Aziz over here at Prince George's County, Maryland Police Department. If you guys enjoyed this conversation just as much as I did, hey, make sure you click that like button on my YouTube channel or rate it five stars on whatever podcast platform you're listening to me on right now. This is a great conversation and Chief of Z's, I, I really appreciate you allowing us into this beautiful facility, beautiful facility to, uh, to have a conversation with you. So again, if you guys liked it, hey, click the like button and I'll be back in two short weeks with another conversation just like this one. But y'all know the phrase, till then, stay black and blue. My name is Dale, I'll holla at you. Peace. H.O.D. Entertainment Presentation.